position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which Everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales. But if you have a game, and it is good, then get time and it will thrive. And you will be my work. Gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 185 of the Best Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you on this uh, very late, glorious Tuesday, uh, 15th of May, 2018, at 6.05pm, for our sequel friends, that would make it 2018, 05.15, 18.05 Pacific Coast time, coast with the most, the left coast, Uh, crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth, holding up the whiskey sign, ooh, you know what, that is a good idea, man, that is an excellent idea. A little more, a little more. When are we going to get down to drinking? <laughs> mm. Yes. Mm. Good thing I don't sound like I'm dying. Let's have some of those working. Mm. Mm. So delicious. Ivor, you're fired. Um, let's get straight to our top stories. Um, First of all, I know we're late this week. I'm sorry. Um, been very busy, and I lost my... I didn't, like, lose my voice completely, but I had um, some pretty wicked allergies, and I kept fucking sneezing, and it's 
really difficult when I don't have like a dump button. Like, you know, it's like I can't, you know, uh, uh, instantly mute myself. Um, <laughs> it's, it's harder than you would think. I, I, I always wonder how like, uh, TV news anchor people do like three shows a day. Um, like some of them have to have allergies or something. I mean, it, my point is, it's very difficult to try to talk to someone, especially like on the radio here on the internet. Um, if you're, oh, you see, it's just like that. But if that happens like fucking twenty times, it gets really annoying. It's really hard to edit and blah 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 blah. So, uh, other than that, I've been playing way too much Rise of Tomb Raider uh, and Dur- Tomb Raider. See, we raid the tomes. No, we raid the tombs to read the tomes. We do not raid the tomes to read the tombs, which is why we need the tums. But anyway, Rise of the Tomb Raider Endurance Mode, which, in all honesty, has been much more stable uh, this week, even more so than it was last week, and last week it was doing pretty good, and the week before that... It was a little shaky. In fact, it was very shaky. I've been playing the, I've been playing the Linux Mac beta branch in Steam. And if you've been having problems with endurance mode crashing, that'll take care of your segmentation faults for you. But there's still network errors that I get sometimes that end my runs. Which happened for the first time in like maybe five days uh, to me today. So that's pretty good. Like one out of, you know, fucking 30 hours or whatever of, uh, at least 30 hours of playtime, only one of those runs was ruined by, um, a network error, which I think is actually caused by Steam itself, like, if the Steam network goes down, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider freaks out, because it's lost connection to what it thinks is the internet, because evidently somehow it is piped through Steam, which makes no sense, because then why do we need the Square Edo or Enix servers or whatever? Anyway! Because ah, when, when, it, when it loses connection to the Square servers, um, the game doesn't go down. It just, you know, gives you a little warning that you have to click through. Normally happens in the middle of really intense combat, which is very convenient. But uh, it doesn't slow me down. Uh, last night, I did a fucking four-hour run. One four-hour run. Uh, it was 195,000 credits. Um, the score was unremarkable, but it was on, uh, I've been playing Survivor Difficulty, Survivor Difficulty, which is the hardest difficulty that you can play Endurance Mode on. Then you can modify it with cards, which is super fantastic, um, because you make whatever type of game you want to play. Um, you know, how hard do you want to make it? How, what are you trying to do? You want the biggest score? You want, you know, you want the longest run? You know, blah, blah, blah. I was in the bush for 27 days, and I made it out. That's a pretty, that's a pretty, uh, 28 days, actually. Uh, That's a pretty big, fuck you, motherfuckers, uh, top that. Uh, And especially try topping that on survivor difficulty level. By the end, um, on the 28th day, uh, the 27th day, uh, Your hunger and your warmth were being sucked out of you like fucking Metroid. And I thought I told you to mute my phone. God damn it. 
Sorry about that. Um, the 27th day, your health and warmth are just being sucked out of you so fucking fast. It's actually a little scary. Um, I would say that it's ooh, maybe three to four times faster than uh, those two things, uh, those two meters uh, get drained on the first day. It's three to four times faster on the 27th day. Um, and I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. So I started looking for uh, a fire and the day was over. And so then there was this long night of the soul where I was like, okay, well, we need food because we're going to have to fight and I have to wait till morning because you only want to light the signal fire during the day. Especially like at noonish, if you can. Like you don't want to light it right at morning, but you definitely do not want to light it at night, because if you light it at night it's just the fucking beacon of death it's like, ah, yes, I am here, it is I, E.B. Farnham come kill me, everyone all of you all at once, everyone like all the bears all the the lynxes and the snow cats and the dead and the deathless and the fucking mercenaries they all will fucking have a jamboree up your asshole it, you will it's a gangbang if you do it that way um and so I mean I'm, I, was, I was sitting there stoned out of my mind I'm like oh god I have to make it through this fucking night what am I gonna do what am I gonna do if I die because I'm waiting until morning to fucking light the evac fire, then ugh, I'm going to be so pissed. But I did not die. And, and they crucified El Peachy. And when he didn't die, they took him down and let him go. Said it was a miracle. Um, it was in this room, Danny and I signed a contract. Yes, Brother Kipling. Um... And I was more exhausted than anything because there's a long fucking run. Four fucking hours. It's like four hours and ten minutes or something like that. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. I was very disappointed in my score, though. Um, and I didn't get a good haul that run. Um, I only got like 88 artifacts or something, which is really pathetic. Cause like I can get uh, you know 115 in three hours normally. But anyway, so I've been playing way too much Rise of the the Tomb Raider. <laughs> you see, like every time, it's n- it's not gonna get better. Anyway, uh, this week I have a feature for you. Uh, what I am not playing, which is a brief rant about three games that I am not playing right now that are available for Linux, but I am not playing them for one reason or another. We'll talk about that. Um, I know I didn't get to the column last week. Uh, I got super slam busy actually on top of, and it's like all my time is like being taken up by being fucking extremely busy. And then I have to have at least you know seven hours of Tomb Raider injected into my brain every fucking day, at least twice a day. So I need fourteen hours of my day to be filled with Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. <laughs> um. So yeah, I didn't get to the column last week. I don't know. Uh if it'll be back uh, this week. Hopefully we'll be doing the show on Friday as, you know, regularly scheduled and stuffages. But, um... So let's get straight to our new noteworthy. Based them with it, uh, Ivor. Oh, and by the way, oh, one other thing. Ah, good. Thank God Ivor is slow because he's too busy crying because I fired his ass. Um... What was I going to say? Shit, I forgot. 
Oh, yes. Uh, on my Twitter feed, at VegasWriter, V-E-G-A-S-W-R-I-T-E-R, there is a photograph on my Twitter feed that I took uh, while I was in Bellingham that for those of you who do not believe that Ivor is a real, Ivor Molina is a real fucking crack engineer, um, not just some fucking crazy made up person, like there's this rumor going around that he's not real and shit, which is just ridiculous. Uh, there is photographic evidence, photographic proof of Ivor's existence, um, on my Twitter feed at Vegas Writer, V E G A S W R I T E R. I know, Ivor, I know you didn't want me to fucking post that because he he moonlights between his uh, life in the witness protection program and being the crack engineer for this fantastic podcast, but uh, yeah, no uh, he's alive and well and living in Bellingham when he is not here with me so, based on with it, Ivor I was a North American fall when worm in my former life here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week Ah, it's so good to hear that fucking that good old bumper, that that, that music bit. You did a good job on that, Ivor. Yes. So, the new and noteworthy for this week, we have two new and noteworthy titles that are well. One of them is really cool, and I've been waiting for it for a long time, and we'll be talking more about it on Friday. Um, why won't this store page open up for me, Ivor? Did you break the internet again? Ivor, Simon, Theodore. That'd be Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. But anyway, Strafe, S-T-R-A-F-E, Millennium Edition, builds itself as Strafe is the world's bloodiest roguelike first-person shooter, featuring mind-melting secrets and persistent gore that allows you to paint levels red with the excessive entrails of your enemies, 30-plus weapons, 20-plus enemies, and a red-hot soundtrack. The reviews have been mostly positive uh, recently, 29, and all reviews mostly positive, 1,023, and I understand their point with that. It was released on May uh, 9th, 2017, Pixel Titans, uh, and published by Devolver Digital. And once again, Devolver Digital, they do not fucking do bad games, man. They do not put out bad games. Um, Straight Millennium Edition added Linux support. Luscious Linux support! That's what That's their copy, not mine. We're happy to announce we are not able to support Linux. Um, that was on March 28th, but the game came out on um, May 9th, 2017. Which, so, this is cool. Because, uh, like, I had this game percolating on my radar for a while. Um, but it had no Linux support. No Linux support. Very sad. Mm. So, Strafe is... That's a really good description of it. It's a first-person shooter. Uh but it's procedurally generated uh, roguelike uh, with a retro feel to it but really good graphics and lots and lots of blood and lots of fun weapons and lots of fun enemies and uh, if you've been jonesing for a first person shooter that is like you know really 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 mindless uh, in terms of, you know, no story. I mean, there's a story. They actually have full motion video in, in the game, which is hilarious, the introduction to their full motion video. Strafe Millennium Edition is right up your alley. It is $14.99. Our other new and noteworthy is not a game that I am that wild about, but I only got it last night. Oh, God. 
Whoa, shit. Why do you fight me, Internet? Okay. Other new and noteworthy hyperspace dogfights bills itself as a juicy jet combat roguelike in which you blast, dodge, and slice your way through masses of technologically inferior enemies. During the mission, your craft will evolve into something stronger and weirder by gathering some of the 200 plus items uh, available in game. So this is, if you if you missed Luftrausers, um, which is a side-scrolling um, retro-style air combat game, uh, two-dimensional air combat game, where uh, you can crash into the ground, you fly up in the sky, fly over the ocean, etc., 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 etc. But if you crash, you die. Um, this is a lot like that, but cross Luftrausers with asteroids with gravity. And that's what hyperspace dogfights is like. I only played it for two minutes last night. It's hyper colorful and it's very pretty. Um, and it seems quite insane, but I won't know more until I play it some more. Right now though, through uh, May 21st um, Hyperspace Dogfights is 10% off at $8.99 so if, uh, check it out if it appeals to you, pick it up and now for our feature presentation Oh my god it's Bolivian Bolivian Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can't read your mind. Take it, Scooby. Bolivians! I can read your mind. Alright, so this week's feature, as mentioned, I mean, most people mentor, but that's your dog. Who does that? You're the leading scapegoat, roll. Carmombozia. Um, this feature, as I mentioned earlier, uh, is called What I Am Not Playing A Brief Rant About Three Games. So, oh, man, this is a common thing that happens to me at least, ooh, I'd say 50 times a year. Maybe a little less than that, maybe somewhere between 25 and 50. Point is, game comes out, it purports to have Linux... Uh, support you know on its launch date and it's listed as having Linux support on Steam and you buy it and it's brand new and you're really excited because it looks fucking rad and you're just so glad that you run Linux so you can play it without having to run in a Windows which is even better than playing it um, that's kind of how I feel generally when I'm playing Rise of the, the uh, Tomb Raider uh, <laughs> And so you boot it up, and then something happens. It either just crashes, which is their first game, um, right out of the box, and just will not start, no matter what you do, no matter what you try. Um, or the controller controller doesn't work, uh, which is a, depending on the type of game, is a big fucking deal for me. Because, um, like, I'm kind of... All my years of fucking coding and all these fucking wasted years of computing and fucking video games and all the drugs, all the hard drugs and nasty sex. Oh, God, it's been a good run. Um, But Carpal Tunnel has been catching up to me slowly because I do watch it. I'm very careful. I try to be very careful. Um, But I had, like, one of my worst attacks uh, 
just last month ever. I mean, I had to fucking sleep in an immobilizer and shit. So sometimes not having a controller is a big deal. Depends on the type of game, though. So anyway, our first game in this little, oh, what do you call it? Like a little, it's like an anger-based butchery of a pinata of three, three developers, hopes and dreams and stuff. But hopefully... This, these things will be fixed. Otherwise, I would not be mentioning these games at all. Um, the, and I think all three of them are independently. No, minute is well. Mm, sorry, we'll get to we'll get to that in a moment. Our first game is Hyper Sentinel. H y p e r s e n t i n e l. Ooh, and it says I have an update queued. Oh my goodness! Please work. Please download this now. Inter- oh, you internet, you defy me. Well, anyway, Hyper Sentinel came out uh, a couple weeks ago. It looks awesome. It's a side-scrolling uh, space shooter, uh, Hyper Freakout type space shooter. Here, let's see if it runs now. If it do- even if it runs, I'm still fucking leaving it on this list of what I'm not playing because this is one of the games that I have not been playing. Oh, it crashed. Okay. What the fuck? I got a new comment. Hopefully that would be on the thread for Hyper Sentinel because I posted a fucking, you know, in their discussion thing. I'm like, yeah, on Linux Mint 18.3, your awesome looking fucking game crashes after the fucking developer splash screens and shit, and you no, know, it doesn't go to anything, I it doesn't give me a warning, it just fucking hard exits, and there doesn't look like there's any logs or anything, so, yeah, if you could fix that, that'd be great. This is super frustrating. Now, I understand that most developers, you know, develop towards Windows, in fact, almost all developers develop towards Windows, meaning that, you know, that's where the market is, so they have to fucking make their game, you know, work on Windows first, and then... They're, they're always promising that next on their list will be Mac and or Linux support, which is oddly always like occupying the same same bullet point and those those are two separate bullet points right there, just, to, just for your planning, just for your whiteboarding consideration motherfucker. Then so three months go by generally and then if you're really lucky Three months after that, after they do the Linux port, or the Mac port, they'll do the Linux ports. It's been six months now. They'll get around to the Linux port. My point is that Linux Linux support is always the last item on any fucking game developer's list. Which is unfortunate, because we need to change that. We need to make it easier. And it is easier. It's super easy, actually. Uh, it's not, like, super duper duper easy do native ports, but I mean, you know, it's like three weeks, man, like, and fuck, you could release it as a, as a flat pack inside of Steam or whatever, or you know, just fucking write up a wine configuration and build that into, you know, and just, fuck, you sound like you have to reinvent the fucking wheel all the time here. But, there is a grayer area than what I just described. That's what usually happens. Sometimes, a game comes along that drops with ostensible Linux support and it just doesn't work. And the development team is not big enough or good enough or is so exhausted at that point after having just gotten the fucking game out and dealing with the first round of bugs that are essentially like people playtesting it, but they're actually paying for it to playtest it on Windows. They're trying to fix all of those things all at once. 
blah. And so it is, it is the suck to be lost in the fog in between those two things. Like, I don't know if anyone's ever going to reply to my fucking discussion thread. Um, cause it seems like nothing's going on on that discussion. Thread. And this is a new game too. So anyway, the point is that Hyper Sentinel, which retails for, oh God, come on, store page open. Hyper Sentinel is now for the next 40 hours, or 39 hours and 32 minutes, 10% off at $13.49. Otherwise, you can pick it up at $14.99. I wouldn't buy it right now, though, because it doesn't work. Not on my mint box. Gaming on Linux says that they got it to work, but they didn't say how, and they didn't say what they tested it on. In fact, they didn't even say if they tested it. So, but they did say, oh, this is a great game. Um, you're going to say that, like, you kind of got to kind of got to tell people. I, I don't see any, well, I'm not looking at the discussion thread. Okay, so anyway, that's one game that I'm not playing, and I have not been playing it. I've been trying to play it at least you know, once every day for since I got back from Bellingham, I guess. When did it come out? May 10th, so no. So for the last week, I've been playing it every day, but not playing it, which is frustrating. Mm. Then up next is a game that like everyone loves, but I, it's the same prom. This game has the same prom as Hyper Sentinel. It's called Figment, F I G M E N T. And. What? Anyway, this game also crashes immediately at startup. This generally this this is like an older bug. It's like the type of bug that I would see three years ago, two years ago, from independent developers uh, publishing games for Linux on Steam, um, where it just hard crash. It, 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 there's nothing. It's like the window just closes, full screen's all gone. The whole game just bleep. You know, right before you can, you know, get to the title screen. Um, same thing happens with Figment. And Figment, I can't tell you really what this game is because I've never been able to play it. It builds itself as an action... It looks gorgeous. As an action-adventure game that invites you to explore a unique, surreal universe filled with music, humor, and multi-layered narrative. Join Dusty and his ever-optimistic friend Piper on an adventure through the different sides of the mind seeking to restore the courage that's been lost. This came out September 22nd, 2017, but Linux support, uh, I want to say that, that Linux support was only recently added. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's new to me. I can't play it, and that pisses me off. And finally, and this looks like, Figment looks like a Toe Jam and Earl kind of styled game, but with updated graphics and everything, you're on like these little floating islands that are like all surreal and cool looking and stuff with all these things to see and do I don't, but I don't know, I can't see or do any of them because the game just fucking crashes on me, so that that's kind of an imposition and then finally in our little pity party of rage and uh, of purient rage and you know, shaking my fist up at the skies, uh, uncaring fucking skies we have Minute M-I-N-I-T, which is, I think was published by Devolver. Let's take a look. Minute, I have, yeah, Minute was published by Devolver. I have played Minute. Uh, I played 30 minutes of Minute. So that means 30 runs of Minute. Minute is a really cool black and white game. 
It is a black and white take on half minute hero, but it's twice as long. You have 60 seconds before you die. Um, it has some cool music. It has great visuals, black and white visuals. It's a top-down Zelda-like adventure game where you progress. Um, you only have 60 seconds, though. Like, and there's no like slow-down time or anything like that. No, you have 60 seconds before you die. Um, so you can do like one adventure per life and then you start again at the very beginning of the game with whatever you know progress that you've done is retained if you completed the mission if you completed you know the quest or talked to the person or did whatever um you that that remains with you so like if you find a sword on one run you'll have the sword for forever I really like minute and I loved half minute hero which you can get to run on wine by the way half minute hero you can get to run on wine but I don't play Half Minute Hero on Wine either because both Minute and Half Minute Hero, whether you're playing them on Wine or not, share the same fucking fundamental problem. Minute is a black and white retro style fucking top-down Zelda game. These games, for me, are impossible to enjoy without controller support! Oh! <sighs> The rage. The nerd rage. So I'm, you know, fucking playing Minute, and if I remember correctly, I I cannot say for sure, because I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't know that I was going to bring this particular aspect up. But I think Minute also is one of those great games that uh, forces you to use the arrow keys instead of W-A-S-D. Oh, different strokes for different folks, I guess, but no controller are just the same. Um, I cannot get a controller to work in a minute. Um, it's a great concept. It's a fun game, and I've been jonesing for some half-minute hero, which is like one of the one of the best games from Xbox 360 arcade ever. <coughs> minute should scratch that itch, but it does not. Because, and this is the only flaw in the game that I've detected. Just the fact that it does not have controller support really fucking makes me angry, man. And you won't like me when I'm angry. So let's have some more whiskey. We'll recap and then we'll end the show. 30 minutes? Yeah. Well, I know we're late, but whatever. Um, mm. So, our three games in this feature were Hyper Sentinel. Do not buy it until you hear back from me. Until I can run it, no one else should be allowed to play it ever on any system, any machine, anywhere, at any price, even if you are playtesting it for the developers. should not be allowed to play it. No one is allowed to play that game until I'm allowed to play it because it's called a democracy. Um, <laughs> sarcasm, of course. Um, then, then we did Figment, F-I-G-M-E-N-T, and then we did Minute. And other games from earlier in the show, uh, our new and noteworthies this week were Strafe, Millennium Edition, and Hyperspace Dogfights, which, both of which you will hear more about on Friday. You'll definitely be hearing more about Strafe on Friday, because I think that's going to be our, our feature. Um, that'll be our wood, as they like to say in the newspaper business. Um, and yeah, lots of Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, Tomb Raider, yes. we. What do we do, kids? What do we read? We read the tomes. We raid the tombs. We do not read the tombs and raid the tomes. Hence the tomes. Lara, Laura, Lara, Laura, Lara, Laura, Laura, Tom, 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 Tom,
Cheers, thanks for listening. I will see you next week. Don't forget to check out our Twitch channel where we spend streaming up a fucking streaming up a storm, the likes of which were fucking Hurricane Katrina suck my dick. Um that would be twitch.com uh, slash Sprite S-K-O-O-K-I-E-S-P-R-I-T-E I'm back to watching Veep and playing myself some Rise of the Tomb Tomb Raider, god damn it Cheers, thanks for listening, I will catch you later this week, and hopefully we'll, br- we'll be bringing back the column on a regular basis starting soon-ish how is that for vague? it's a very Trumpian kind of fuck you Donald Trump ah, uh, you asshole uh, yeah, oh, and check out Veep, V-E-E-P, if you have, uh, you can pirate it if you want, but I, I watch it through Prime Video, um, Amazon Prime Video on my Roku, uh, I've been binge-watching it, I've gone through seasons one through five, and I was so stoned, I slept for four hours this weekend, because I was binge-watching all of Veep, there's six seasons, there's, they're still putting out new episodes, but there's six seasons, they're like a 30 minute episode. I can't remember how many episodes there are, but it was like 50 hours of fucking Veep. It is a fantastic show. It is so fucking funny. If you've seen In the Loop and you like In the Loop and you know In the Loop if you've been listening to this show, you know In the Loop because I'm the fucking Eggman. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter if he said it or not. It's a fact. <laughs> uh, Veep is like in the loop and has a several in the loop uh, veterans in it, but sp- but set in America and spread out across a multi-season uh, political comedy blah. And the one of the weirdest things I, I know that you don't come to this show to hear about Veep, but I just got to say one weird thing about this show is that it debuted in 2012. So watching, and I'm, and yes, I'm admittedly the last human being on the face of the fucking planet who is, like, new to Veep. I had never seen the show until Friday. At all. That's what you get when you live without TV for forever. But anyway. Um, one of the weirdest things is watching this show now, it seems so fucking prescient. So ahead of its time. Especially the first three seasons. He's like, what the fuck? Because, like, okay, so 2015 is, like, the end of the third season. 2016 is the beginning of the fourth. Everything that happens in real life in 2016 has already happened two years ago in fucking Veep. It is, it's bizarre. It's watching, and also the other fun thing about the show is it's, it's like watching um, people who are really, 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 really terrible people who are motivated for really awful reasons. Um find ways to fuck themselves and everyone else and their objectives over and up in the most spectacular ways. The immortal words of Al Swearingen, no mean feat, yet how frequently we manage to pull it off. Uh, In reference to fucking oneself up one's own asshole. So yeah, it is just hysterical. It's really funny. And, um... Yeah, it's 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 great. I need to bang Julia Louis Dreyfus now, which is a really um, I'm comfortable with that. So anyway, cheers! Thanks for listening. Enough with the TV talk. I, I this Friday you will be hearing some Veep on this show because there are some fucking quotes. Oh God, the president's been indicted. Burn everything. Burn the records. Burn the files. 
Burn the building, then burn yourselves. Starting with yourselves, burn them first. Cheers. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farm. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die. I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy oh, four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy yaddy four or five times. Matt Damon. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there, I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.